you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Today on a happy hour edition of NFL Fantasy Live, Emmanuel Sanders had a masterpiece of a game as the Broncos bested the Bolts in mile high. We get you caught up with a wild Thursday night game. And we're going position by position to give you our top starts for the week. We're even throwing in a shot of mid-tier plays. Plus, touchdown juggernaut Ahmad Bradshaw and touchdown juggernaut Pierre Garçon joined the Pro Garçon to talk all things fantasy, kick back and relax because this one's on us. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here with the Admiral Akbar Abaja Biamila and the Hoff, the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Remember, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. We'll get to the Thursday night highlight shortly, but let's get right into it. Uh, give us a star player because we are doing matchups now that you are benching this week. Akbar? Well, you know, I'll probably start off with Matt Ryan. You know, those guys are over there in London. I was just there not too long ago for the Raiders-Dolphins game, and I know that that time change can be brutal. They're going to be starting off playing this game at 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You know, you've got to believe that that's going to wear on there. I don't care who you are. It's going to wear on your body. But let's not even talk about that aspect of it. Let's look at the defensive aspect. They're going up against the Detroit Lions defense that's going to bring a lot of pressure. I'm not sure that Matt Ryan is going to be able to get that yeah, ball. Yeah, but their off. offensive line has been great this year. Well, yeah, then until well, they met Ziggy Ansah and Ndamukong Sue. Can I'm you say being, that? Their I'm offensive line is I'm being oh, facetious. Good. And you know the word facetious has A-E-I-O-U right in order. Facetious. Is that right? Yeah, how about it? Who are you benching? Oh, Just uh, throw that at you. I'm going to bench A-E-I-O-U and Deshaun Jackson. How okay. about that? Deshaun Jackson is a guy who's been inconsistent all season long. He's up one week. He's down one week. But look at his numbers against the Dallas Cowboys. One touchdown in 10 career games. 
against the Pokes in his last five games against Dallas. 65-plus receiving yards just once. The Cowboys have also allowed the third-fewest fantasy points to wide receivers' money. So Deshaun Jackson is a guy that I would consider sitting down this week. I'm not going to say to bench his teammate, Pierre Garçon, because, because I'll be interviewing him yeah. later. I don't want to make him mad. And I'm going to say, in none of those games was Colt McCoy, the old gunslinger. Whoa, that's... Hook him. Hook him. Even throw more him in the ball. So, I mean, we'll have uh, more players to bench in just a bit, but for more now, we throw it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank. Thank you, Money. I'm hanging out here with Adam, who is the erstwhile scoreboard operator for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, how'd that work out for you? I didn't get any feedback. I have to we'll assume. We'll have to well. ask around. Yeah, I'm we'll sure ask around. Well. Anyway, we're getting you caught up with all the news and notes from around the league. We will start with the Detroit Lions. Wide receiver Calvin Johnson was limited in practice on Friday. He's officially listed as questionable for Sunday's game with the Falcons. Meanwhile, Reggie Bush is listed as doubtful for the matchup. So, Rank, what are your expectations for Megatron if he suits up in place? Well, I expect him to go back into that role of being a decoy. We're going to see we see a situation where a lot of the Lions are battling injuries, so they need anybody who's going to be an able body to go out there and at least Calvin Johnson would draw some attention, which, which would allow Golden Tate and Joy Bell to do their thing. So it's a tough one. I, I don't see myself starting Calvin Johnson, but you know what? Hopefully the other guys pick up the well, Golden Tate with Megatron better than Golden way Tate better, without way better, Megatron. Way better. Over to Cincinnati we go, where wide receiver A.J. Green missed practice again on Friday due to his lingering toe issue and is listed as doubtful. Green hasn't practiced all week, so if A.J. is out again, what do you expect from Mohamed Sanu against the tough Ravens defense? I expect Sanu to rebound. He kind of disappeared against the Colts last week, but I don't expect that again. You look at this Bengals team. They're not as bad as they have been the last two weeks. I expect them to rebound. I expect them to be a lot better. People just want to write them off so quickly, but this is the NFL. The things change week to week. This is the week the Bengals get back on track. So start Sanu, start Gio Verone Bernard. You'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's a good bounce-back week for both of those guys. Colts receiver Reggie Wayne has been ruled out for Sunday's contest against the Steelers. Wayne hurt his elbow in the team's win against the Bengals last week. Missed practice all week. Colts lead the league in pass attempts. So without Wayne, which pass catcher do you think benefits the most this week? So we're already assuming T.Y. Hilton is going to be a guy that you start each and every week. So I will move to the tight end position and go with Dwayne Allen and expect him to get close to 10 receptions. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. With tight ends, you're always hoping that they get a touchdown and kind of punch it in. But Dwayne Allen is somebody you could catch or count on to get a lot of receptions, to get a lot of yards, to move the stick. So that's the guy I'm looking this at. This is my weekly plea for America, to love Dwayne Allen the way right? I love him. Why don't you love him? On Thursday, Jaguars head coach Gus Bradley announced that Denard Robinson will start against the Dolphins Sunday. Robinson's coming off a 127-yard performance against the Browns last week. So the question is, do you trust starting him as a flex? It's tough. I do like this matchup. I do like what Jacksonville is doing each and every week. They continue to get better. Blake Bortles is becoming more comfortable as a quarterback, and as he develops, the running game will follow along with it. But you know what? It's tough because the Dolphins have been so tough on running backs. Even last week, Matt Forte went out and smoked them, and it still barely moved the needle on their FPA, their fantasy points against. So it's a tough one. I don't want to chase the points too hard, but... You've got injuries. If you have Reggie Bush, then you got to go out and put in somebody like Denard Robinson. Yeah, and just to throw a monkey wrench in it, I think uh, Gus Bradley mentioned the name Toby Gerhardt getting back oh, to work, too. Oh, no. Just to, and Storm's good for a touchdown. Just to throw everything off. you got to love that. Be sure to set your DVRs for our late airing of NFL Fantasy Live. For all the latest injury news and updates for your roster, check us out at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. For more now, throw it back to Money and the Guys. 
All right, thank you, gentlemen. We had an AFC West showdown between the Chargers and Broncos Thursday night. So, to the highlights, Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning. Here we go in the second, third, and goal. Manning to Manning. That's in Manny Sanders. That was a theme in this game, money. It certainly would be a, yes. uh, yeah, things to come, I guess we'll say. There's 7-0 Broncos. Peyton finishes with a little over 23 fantasy points later on in the second. Chargers have an answer. First and goal from the two. Rivers hits Keenan Allen. There he is on the quick screen, and they tie it up at 7. Welcome back to fantasy. Denver would return serve. Third and two on the 31. Who is it that he's looking for? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. After the game, Manny said it was his turn uh, to sit at the table. There is his second of three touchdowns, 9.1 points on that play for Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Denver goes up 14-7. Now, you want more? Third quarter, second and goal. This a beautiful grab by Emmanuel Sanders. And that was always kind of a knock on him in uh, Pittsburgh. Super fast, but can he hold on to the ball? The well, knock certainly. was he didn't have Peyton Manning. He flashed the mitts there. Sanders explodes for 30.6 fantasy points. Chargers now 35-14. First and goal at the 10. And another touchdown for Antonio Gates. That his second of the night he is finishes. He's reborn this year, Yeah, he is. He's used that, that youthful drink. Five catches. 54 A-N-K, yards. Drink. And two drink. TDs. Broncos hold on and win 35 to 21. I don't know what that youthful drink is that you speak of for local. But Antonio <laughs> here's is your, certainly uh, ingested. Here is your board. The the big story, of course, uh, Manny Sanders, you see right there, 30.6 points. But Phillip Rivers, a good outing there, uh, 19.78. Keenan Allen, you said it. Welcome back to fantasy. With that touchdown, Peyton Manning does what Peyton Manning does. Uh, and Demarius Thomas, who had been on an absolute tear, uh, with well, 10 points, not bad. Not Needed bad, that but one in the good. end zone. But uh, you know you're a good player when you get 10 your bad game. And, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's considered like, bad. Uh, bad double okay. digit. Let's yeah. talk uh, Emmanuel Sanders though. Five of his seven games as a Bronco, he has scored double digit fantasy points. Is he now a must start every single week? Before he was kind of like a flex matchup. Am I going to put Manny in or not? Got to play him. Yeah, yeah. every He's single hot. week. Peyton every Manning's single a quarterback. Week. Yeah, look, let, let me tell you, Emmanuel Sanders, you play him every week. In fact, I'm going to even say this. He's a 1.5 guy. He's a guy that he's, he's a wide receiver You're just one starting the rest of the year. in between done and that done. wide receiver two. Because those three get... touchdowns were just his second, third, and fourth and, touchdowns of the year, but he was getting the yards. And, and, look, and without the, look, Peyton Manning, let's, not be, let, let's be honest here. He doesn't have the same type of arm strength that he used to have, but he's putting a certain ball placement. And you got to have that wide receiver who's going to be able to be there and get Since that. Since we're uh, all in agreement on Manny Sanders, let, let's go to Wes Welker. Because after the game, Peyton Manning said that he is sure that Wes Welker probably wants to be more involved to get more catches and it could be his time as soon as next week sort of echoing what Sanders said after the game that eventually everybody gets their turn so if you have Wes Welker who has done nothing so far this season for your fantasy team do you keep him do you drop him to make room for somebody you might be able to pick up off the waiver wire I'm not dropping him he actually did score a touchdown two weeks ago so he had one decent game but I still am holding on to him because his quarterback is Peyton Manning and honestly who are you picking up off the waiver wire right now, even if it's just your fifth wide receiver, who's going to be better than Wes Welker? Having Peyton Manning at the quarterback position is such it an advantage. Him, it makes him – it gives him the ability to stay on your bench right now. You don't right have to now, play him. You don't have to play him. You're not playing at your flex. You're definitely not playing at any of the other wide receiver positions. He's the guy so that you're, you just sit on the bench. You're, you're and, saying prove it. Yeah, prove once, it. Once I if see Wes Welker, If there's a bad matchup it. out there yeah. that you don't like, throw him as just kind of a gamble. All right, one of your receivers is on a buy. Something along those lines. All right, top fantasy running backs. The last two weeks heading into week eight. Here's a look at it. Now, understand, Ronnie Hillman there at number four. That is before last night's 13.8. You should see the smile on Akbar's 
space yeah. right now. So you have the big names. I mean, the first-round picks, Matt Forte, Aaron Foster, DeMarco Murray, Le'Veon Bell right behind him. Obviously, the surprise, Ahmad Bradshaw, who's going to be on the show a, a little bit later. But Ronnie Hillman now uh, hit third straight game, over 100 total yards from scrimmage. So what is his fantasy cliff? Go ahead and gush, my friend. Well, you know, his fantasy cliff is really this. I'm going to put him over Joyke Bell, but I'm not going to put, like, a guy like Shane Vereen over him. Uh, He's just kind of right there. I I have him ranked right now as, I think, my 16th or 17th best running back. But he's got that that, that power. You know, I talked to him last night right after the game. He told me, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for this. And he is not going to give up this position back to Monty Ball. So he's playing with this extra fire behind him. That game could have been better for Hillman, too. He yep. stepped out of bounds close to the end John zone. Fox he had him. another touchdown that was taken away from yep. a penalty. And Juwan Thompson also vultured two touchdowns. And one of those could have been Hillman's, but Manning fell down when Hillman was in the backfield. He's a the line. Can, can, I, say, can so. I say this real quick? Interesting fact. John Fox went to San Diego State. Ronnie Hillman went to San Diego State. Akbar how come went to San Diego he didn't State. give them them touchdowns in the red zone? I mean, the goal line there. I'm come, just saying that. How come okay. you're not rotating Call. in on passing downs? Wait a minute. Why can't, That's what I want to know. If you went to San Diego State, why don't you call Foxy and get this taken care of? I'll get it taken it, care of. Uh, it seems like going to the other sideline. Brandon Oliver has finally come back down to earth. Take a look at the trend here. His last four games after that monster against the Jets, uh, that 13 point, 30.2, I should say, performance. 18, solid against the Raiders, and here we go from sub-8 to sub-7. So what is Brandon Oliver's value going forward? He's a matchup-based starter. It was a great story for the first couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks, he's hit up against some really good run defenses, right? He isn't a guy you're starting week in and week out, and this might be the time to see on your waiver wire if Ryan Matthews is out there. Because if Matthews is out there, he comes back in a few weeks, maybe reclaims that job. They think he may come back in the next game. All of a sudden, you've got potentially an RB2, an RB3 that you can plug into your lineup because Oliver's been great, don't get me wrong, but is he going to steal the job from Matthews? I mean, he very well could. I'm going to tell you right now, I still believe in in uh, Brandon Oliver. I think that you give credit to this defense for the Denver Broncos. They didn't give him anywhere to run, and when they shut down the run game, you saw that they went and adjusted to giving him a lot of the short passes, trying to still get him active, because when he gets in space, he just makes magic happen. Brandon Oliver is a guy that you still need to consider playing every single week. Until Ryan Matthews come back, I still think he's still going to get a lot of At runs. At the very least, do not drop him. No, no, no. When you think about yeah, the struggles that Donald Brown had, that, Ronald, that, that uh, Ryan Matthews had, running the ball, you know, sub three yards per carry. They like to run yeah. the ball. They're going to go with the hot hand. So Brandon Oliver still very well could end up talented, being a starter. Talented guy. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. when uh, Ryan Matthews comes back. All right, coming up, it's a QB bonanza. We are pitting some of fantasy's top gunslingers head-to-head to see who's the better start. You won't want to miss which QBs our experts say need to be benched. This week and later, if you're looking to turn your season around, then our list of super sleepers is just the remedy. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Time now for player comparisons presented by SAP. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money-Smith here with the Hoff, Michael Fabiano. And hey, what do you know? I've missed you, Mike. Hey, I have missed you, Mr. Damashek. of the Dave Damashek football program. We welcome you in and we throw you into battle. Little uh, tete a tete. I can handle this. All right. Well, actually, the only reason we uh, we did it this way when we're talking about which QB is the better start, they uh, we we get a clock out of the ether. It just appears, and uh, they want to put a clock on you. They say you're too long-winded. They want you to be laconic. So uh, here we go with the (laughs) layer comparisons. We'll get things started. One minute, please, on that clock. There it is. 
Better start this week. Russell Wilson versus the Panthers. Or Drew Brees versus the Packers. Fabs, you start. I'm going Russell Wilson here. He's been the better fantasy quarterback this season. Drew Brees is 16th in fantasy points right now among quarterbacks. That's not very good, and this is a really good matchup. The Carolina Panthers have been awful against the pass this year. Russell, 30-plus points in two of his last three games. He runs with the football. It's Russell Wilson. Wrong! It's Drew Brees in the Superdome against a pretty good defense, but not a great defense. Obviously, it's number nine. All right, we'll let you start this one here. We'll go to the other sideline. How about Cam Newton coming off a brutal performance against the Packers against what was the Legion of Boom or Nick Foles versus the Cardinals? I'm not sure what we need to even talk about here. It's obviously Nick Foles. He's coming off of he and Chip Kelly have had a fortnight to prepare. Chip Kelly is a genius I got a feeling you're going with Nick Foles has been lousy in his last three games. This guy has been a major disappointment. I'm going Cam Newton. At home against Seattle, they've given up 737 wow. passing yards in we, three uh, road games this year. We normally get through about, I don't know, seven or eight of these. We got through two. Okay. <laughs> Fantasy fans, That's if you're not sure, not on this players one. to start each week. Examine, welcome, Sheck, the player comparison tool with insights from SAP. Exclusive only to NFL.com fantasy users. It researches recent performances and matchups to help you decide who to start and sit. Put it into practice by visiting NFL.com slash fantasy. And that was player comparisons presented by SAP. All right. I'm going to say time of possession. It's probably about 55 seconds for this guy and about five <laughs> seconds for SAP's him. SAP's on the phone right now. No more damage yet. Speaking Never again. Of quarterbacks, let's talk about a few that you think you need to be on your bench this, le- this week. Uh, leak, week, whatever it takes. What do you got there, Sheck? Well, I am going to bench Jay Cutler this week. He has served me well so far in 2014. But I just do not like that matchup. Going into Foxborough, I know Mayo's down and there's controversy up there. And then, of course, the locker room trouble, though, in Chicago. It's too muddled. I, I, I'm just staying away from it. I don't know. Maybe Cutler will have a special day with Brandon Marshall, but I'm certainly not going to bank on it. Uh, Cutler in fact, is proven. I'm he, Blake Bortles. He performs well in big you games. That's Jay Cutler. Blake Bortles. I'm going over Jay Blake Cutler. See, Bortles That's what we're home. talking about. You're going to bench a starter. you got to get somebody to put in his place. You're going Nick Foles. And huh? I'm going quickly here because I ate up so much time earlier. Three touchdowns, four turnovers in his last four road games. The Cardinals giving up the fifth-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last two weeks. I'm done. Bench Nick Foles. Bench Nick Foles. Yeah, the, the Cardinals have been remarkable. I mean, talk about a uh, just a, a unit that has mm-hmm. taken a beating this season, yet they keep winning games and holding quarterbacks down. All right, for more on how weather might impact this weekend's games, here's our man Jim Kosek of KCTV in the Regal, Kansas City. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you guys, remarkably enough, here we are week eight into the season. It's still relatively quiet across the nation. Check it out. Coast to coast, border to border. Now, there is a slow-moving storm over the northeast, but really it's more of a beast in the wind department. So you may get a shower at Foxborough, but Bears, Patriots, gusty winds out of the northwest. Bills, Jets, gusty winds out of the northwest. Back at Arrowhead, gusty winds as well, but they are out of the southwest. So something to think about. The rookie Santos had a great game last week, but overall he struggled. And now with Mother Nature throwing a wrench into the works, ah! Meanwhile, no offense to Patriots and Bears fans, but Brady and Cutler passed their prime, and they're battling mental demons. And Mother Nature? Forget about it. Now, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen, it's about that time of the day for week eight. Yes. Oh, 
Thank you, Jim. That was a plush-looking pillow with a fancy green tassel. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we're giving you our top 10 running back starts for the week, plus some RB2s, we say. We'll put up monster points. But up next, the touchdown machine himself, Ahmad Bradshaw, drops by to talk Andrew Luck and the Colts' high-octane offense. This is NFL Fantasy Live. He's so good at that. He's so good at making plays when everything breaks down. Breaks a tackle down the sidelines, and Allen's going to go all the way in. Wide open on the goal line and running into the end zone. Untouched is Bradshaw. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bowles. I am pleased to be joined by the Colts superstar running back, Ahmad Bradshaw. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Can't complain. How you doing? I'm good. Let's get straight into it. You're on pace to get close to 1,100. In fact, more than 1,100 yards this season. What has been the secret for you? Oh, uh, you know what? This offense, man. Uh, you know, we're clicking right now. We got a lot of great weapons, and uh, you know, we got luck on our side, man. I think, uh, you know, uh, we got a we got a great great season ahead of us. Now, Pep Hamilton has come in with that power run game. Are you a fan of it? Oh, I love it, man. Uh, you know, that fits my style. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I love uh, being in this offense. Now, you've, you already have six receiving touchdowns. Uh, you guys have been mastering the, the red zone area, 20 touchdowns this season. What kind of personnel groupings is, allow, or is allowing you guys to be so successful there in the red zone? Uh, you know, we use a lot of different ones. And, uh, you know, I think that's what makes us so successful. Um, it gives the defense a lot to look at and, uh, you know, to, to get the right personnel on, on to, the, to the field. And, uh, you know, I think that's why we're, we're so successful in the, in the red zone. But that personnel grouping, though, has you getting six touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. Amon. I mean, you're big time prime time. Uh, you know what, man? It's, it's not all me, man. Andrew does a great job of getting us in the right positions. And, uh, you know, I just try to get open as much as I can. Now, the struggle of Trent Richardson has been well documented. What is an eight-year veteran like yourself at 28 years old? What are you telling the young Trent Richardson about how he has to prepare each and every week? Oh, you know what? Uh, Trent's a great running back. He does all the great little things to to prepare every week. Um, you know, just a, just the small things I could help him with is, is, you know, just getting north and south on certain runs after, you know, making guys miss. Um, he's a power back and in, in, in a sense, and, uh, you know, I think uh, – you know, he's quick. He makes guys miss. And I think, you know, just getting north and south after he makes that first guy miss, I think that's one of the tips I've given him this week. All right. Now, what about his hammy? I know he's got that hammy issue going on. I know they'll do the little ice and stem. Is he healthy? Yeah. I mean, from the looks of things, I think he's, he's uh, you know, preparing to play. Um, you know, if, if not, then he knows I have, I have his back. All right. Now, right now, Andrew Luck is one of the hottest quarterbacks right now in the NFL. He's playing at an all-time high right now. We know what he does on Sundays. What is it that he's doing during the week, during practice, inside of the meeting room, in the training room, during the lunch area? What is he doing that makes him stand out uh, with all these other quarterbacks in the league? Uh, You know what? I just came out of a meeting with Andrew and and the old line and, and the rest of the running backs and tight ends, uh, you know, that's, that's just the little things he does. He gets, a, he gets a little meeting together right after practice as soon as we're off the field. And, uh, you know, he just gets us on the, on the little things that, that, that's happening, uh, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and uh, throughout the games. All right, now, you know when we, you, you get back on Sundays and you get into the meeting room and the coaches are going over the film, what are you seeing that the defenses are having a hard time 
in stopping T.Y. Hilton. What are they struggling with? Why is T.Y. Hilton so good? Oh, man, he's fast. Um, you know, uh, I think speed kills. And, uh, you know, just the, the perfect throws Andrew gives him, uh, you know, it's, it's just hard to stop. All right. Well, there you have it from Ahmad Bradshaw. Thanks again, and thanks for joining us. Now, for more, let's throw it over to the guys and money. All right, thank you, Akbar. Matt Money-Smith here with Adam Rank, Marcus Grant, and Michael Fabiano. Guys, Ahmad Bradshaw, no question, a must-start every week, one of the most productive backs in all of fantasy football. But what is surprising is that Trent Richardson is still started in over a quarter of the leagues on NFL.com. You get a look at this board. These are the backup fantasy running backs. Chris Johnson, CJ2K number one, highlighted right there. Trent Richardson is number two, still being started in 29%. Now, look, Richardson has not practiced all week due to a hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable. But moving forward, going into the playoff season, what do fantasy owners do with Trent Richardson? Is he a starter? No. Well, he actually hasn't been bad the last few games. If you look at his numbers, he was on pace to have a good game last week before he got injured. Chris Johnson, I don't know what people are doing with him. 50% of the people are asleep, uh, clearly, in America playing on NFL.com. But I just sit on him. I'm not dropping Trent Richardson. But you're not starting him. I'm not starting him this week, especially because of that hamstring, but I'm not dropping him. There's no question about that. Marcus. I mean, he's a flex guy. I mean, this is a guy that I like coming into the season. I called him a sleeper. I said he was going to be maybe a flex, maybe a low-end RB2, and I was shouted down on Twitter. Well, just, uh, you didn't have to block me. I, sorry, my bad. But uh, I like, And you just watch him play. He looks better. He looks more comfortable. Bradshaw's obviously the guy. But you got to like Richardson. He looks better because the Colts are smoking teams. Well, that's them out there in garbage time. That's pretty much what you're banking (laughs) on. Good enough, though. For fantasy points, it it works. So for you as well, is it unanimous? You start him as a flex? No, no. I look at other guys. Yeah, he's tied. So you look at him sitting there on your roster, and you're like, yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I drafted him high last Here's your top 10 running back starts, getting away from the Trent Richardson CJ2K conversation. DeMarco Murray, number one aggregate rankings from our experts at NFL.com. Familiar names up there, although Ben Tate, since he has been uh, installed as the starter, in Cleveland sneaks into the top 10 there at number nine because Mike Pettin likes to run the ball an awful lot. But, gentlemen, let's talk about running backs uh, that we like this week that are outside of the top 10. Fabs, why don't you get us started? Yeah, let's start with Joyke Bell, uh, a guy that I know Adam likes a lot and definitely starting this week against Atlanta because Reggie Bush is doubtful and Joyke has a touchdown in each of his last two games, double-digit fantasy points in each of his last two games, and Atlanta's given up more touchdowns and more fantasy points to running backs than any other team in the NFL. He is a no-brainer to put up double digits overseas. All right, so Joyke Bell overseas. And remember, that's an early start. So if you're going to start Joyke Bell, get him into your lineup right away. Like you said, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Marcus, who do you got? I'm going with Jarek McKinnon. This is the guy who obviously has taken over as the man in that Minnesota backfield. Plus, Buccaneers. I mean, how much better can you get in terms of a matchup? (laughs) The the Vikings are still a little bit dubious, I think, about putting the game in the hands of Teddy Bridgewater. You understand that he's an inconsistent guy back there as a rookie. McKinnon has been fantastic, catching it, running it, whatever. The matchup is fantastic. This is the guy you got to go with. Uh, I will take over and go Mark Ingram. No surprise. The one thing I do want to mention is that the Packers give up more rush yards than any other team in the league until last week because Carolina just found themselves in a hole. So if you're paying attention to box scores, you may see that Jonathan Stewart in the running game had a tough go of it. It's because they decided to pass the ball in their first three series. They went three and out. They fell behind 21-0, and the run game was done. But again, this is a team that allows running backs to average over four yards per carry, nearly 150 yards per game, and if they want to slow down that Aaron Rodgers-led offense, they are going to have to lean on the running game, and that means that Mark Ingram is probably going to get himself enough touches for you to put him 
in a flex spot. How about a rank? I want to jump in on Shane Vereen, who played pretty well last. Well, I guess that's kind of underselling it. He was fantastic last week. And now he's got a pretty good matchup against the Bears. And while they have been tough against running backs on the ground, they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. They do allow a lot of points and yards through the air. So I expect the game plan this week to be Tom Brady throwing the ball. And when Tom Brady throws the ball, that means Vereen is on the field because he was on the, he was on the field for a majority of the snaps last week when they were tossing the ball around. So Vereen is a must-start for me this week. Isn't this where you say, but of course it's Bill Belichick, so it's so not going to be Vereen. So it's going to be Jonas That's Gray. That's why I'm going to talk about Jonas Gray later on in the show. If uh, you want some of our running back sits for week eight, be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. We'll dish some guys that need to be riding the pine exclusively for you, the NFL Now viewers. And still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we head across the pond to take that bird for the face-off between the Falcons and Lions in London. We've got the latest on Matty Ice and Megatron right after this. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. You may think you've set the perfect lineup, but does it have the Adam Rank stamp of approval? Well, find out when he reveals his top likes and dislikes for Week 8. Plus, which wideout is ready to rack up some monster fantasy points this Sunday? We tell you which receivers you can't afford to bench. And if injuries and bye weeks got you in a bind, well, we've got the solution. It's our list of Week 8 sleepers here to bring new life to your lineup. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live this week. The NFL heads back to London as the Lions get set to take on the Falcons at Wembley Stadium. And a reminder, set your lineup early because the game kicks off Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. And for more on the matchup, Across the pond, Steve Weish and Jordan Babineau. All right, thanks, Money, as Jordan and I are here outside of the Arsenal Soccer Club training facility where the Atlanta Falcons practice today. And during practice, we saw wide receiver Harry Douglas, who's missed the past four games with a foot injury, go through drills indicating that he could take the field Sunday. Same with Calvin Johnson, the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, missed the past two games with a high ankle sprain. He continues to make progress. But, Jordan, let's talk about some of the running backs, particularly for the Falcons. They use a committee approach. Is there one guy or a couple guys you could take the load off a of quarterback, Matt Ryan? Well, the fact that Steven Jackson have not carried the ball 15 time, more than 15 times in a single game. Anton Smith has been identified as the big play threat for the Atlanta Falcons by some of the defensive staff. One other thing to look for, too, is Harry Douglas. If the addition of Harry Douglas is back, look for the Atlanta Falcons to go to a quick passing game on first and second down to stay out of those third and long type situations versus a tough Detroit Lions pass rush. Yeah, they really want to open up the field, and we know running the ball up the middle against Detroit could be really tough, especially for an injured Falcons offensive line. All right, back to you guys. All right, thank you, uh, Steve and Jordan. Well, Calvin Johnson has missed the last two games, and even before that, he was not his usual self. He's only had double-digit fantasy points a single time this year. So if he plays this weekend, do you trust starting him? Yeah, you, you have to start uh, and trust playing Calvin Johnson. He's just too big of a threat. I know he hasn't had big production because of that ankle injury. I'm the owner of Calvin Johnson in our uh, NFL Fantasy Live League, and I, I need him. I need those fantasy points from him. Uh, you don't want to be that guy like an Elliott Harrison who left Emmanuel Sanders on the bench and didn't get those produ- that production point. If he goes off, you're going to be like, why didn't I? It's just that simple. I trust him as a pro. And yeah, especially but, against the Falcons secondary. Well, right, but you know what, Akbar? The other side of that coin is last week I put Jimmy Graham into my lineup over Owen Daniels and suffered 
for that, We're I would fat. bench Donut. Calvin Johnson. I know he's chomping at the bit to play against that the secondary. The dude is six, but. six and you're going to against Robert Alford and Trufant, uh, who, who are under who are under five. Break ten. the tie, Fabs. You starting him if he plays? It really depends on what you have at wide receiver on your roster. I'll tell you something right now. If I had, say, for example, Michael Floyd, and assuming that AJ Green say plays, Calvin Johnson's on my bench. All right, so you're going to uh, play him. No, it sounds like he's on my not going to play. I think you're on an island. You're on that island across the pond. You know okay. what I mean there? See what we'll it did? I tied it all in. And nice bow. Golden Tate now. A must start with or without Calvin Johnson playing. Fabs, get a start. Without Calvin Johnson, he is absolutely a must start. Look at his numbers. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. Going over 100 yards in two of his last three games. The targets are up. But when you look at his numbers when Calvin was playing, they were pedestrian. I mean, they were okay, but they weren't certainly what he's doing right now. So he's becoming... More of a must-start right now, but when Megatron returns, I say he's a matchup-based starter or a three at best. Or you can talk about the first few weeks. He's getting used to his quarterback, used to the system. Matt Stafford and he are developing but a rapport. the targets were not now, there right. still. They're there yeah. now, so what about it? Let's worry week nine yeah. and ten and beyond when those get here. In the meantime, you're definitely starting Golden Tate against that Falcon. You know, yeah, I'm right yeah. there with him. Golden Tate, all right. They don't miss him at all in Seattle, do they? NFL Fantasy Live on Sunday will have live in-game highlights from the Lions and Falcons matchup, so be sure to tune in at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL Now and the NFL Red Zone channel for everything you need to get ready for fantasy domination. And for more, now we throw it over to Adam. Thanks, Money. It's time now for Like Dislike presented by Corona. What's up, fantasy people? Every week I give the thumbs up or the dreaded thumbs down to everything from Star Wars wrestling, or the folks who got happy endings canceled. And through this all, I find time to talk a little fantasy football. And since that's why we're here, let's talk about my first like of the week, Eagles quarterback Nick Foles. During his NFL career, Foles has thrown for three touchdowns and no picks in every game coming off a of bye week. Sure, it was only one game, and but don't try to confuse me with the facts. But I do like this matchup. I know some of you, namely Akbar, have been down on Foles recently. Trust me. You need to turn and face the congregation on that one because the choir right here agrees with you. However, I implore you to give Foles one more week. The matchup against Arizona, who has given up a ton of yards this year, is far too inviting. I will not, however, give that same opportunity to Cam Newton because I don't like the matchup. If you look at his history against the Seahawks, well, it's not good. Like final season of Scrubs bad. He's totaled less than 300 passing yards in two games against Seattle, and the champs are coming off back-to-back losses, which I expect them to win this game convincingly, and Cam Newton will suffer because of that. And then we'll have a bunch of headlines about, like, angry birds and all this other stuff, and really, I don't want to see any of that. So keep Cam Newton on your bench. I like Trey Mason this week. I know the NFL's version of Ron Swanson has said that any number of St. Louis running backs could end up with 25 carries this week. I just don't believe it because coaches are Decepticons. You don't want to give Mason a little bit of entitlement. You need to keep him motivated. You need him to keep his eye on the prize. Didn't you even see St. Louis throw down a fake punt and a fake punt return last week? That is what coaches do. They play mind games. Don't overthink this. Mason was great the last two weeks against two pretty good defenses. He'll be fine against KC. And finally, I like Sammy Watkins, and thankfully, Bills quarterback Uncle Rico Orton digs him as well. Outside of a brief visit to Revis Island, Watkins has been the go-to receiver for the Bills in recent weeks. He's been targeted a ton, and he's made the most of those opportunities with touchdowns in three of his last four games. In the matchup against the Jets, 
It's pretty fantastic. So slide him into your, your uh, starting lineup in that third receiver spot. You will thank me later. And let's have some more likes and dislikes because we're not done yet. I got some more for you right here. There it is. Look at all those names. Some great players. Tony Romo. Jarek McKinnon, we've been waiting so long to get him into the lineup, so don't hesitate. It's a great matchup against Tampa Bay. Some of the guys I don't like, Matt Stafford, whether Calvin Johnson plays or not, I am not going to mess with that. I keep him on the bench. And Cordero Patterson, Akbar, that one's for you. Never forget, never forget Eggate 2014. That was Like Dislike presented by Corona. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, Redskins receiver Pierre Garçon joins the show. He's here to talk about his team's quarterback situation and their big Monday night matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, take a look now at our top 10 wide receiver starts for week eight on NFL.com. Of course, Thursday Night Football already in the books. Demarius Thomas, that was your aggregate number one, and he got you 10.5 fantasy points, overshadowed, of course, by Manny Sanders and his three touchdowns in that same contest. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. Money here with Rank and Akbar and Marcus, and it's time to talk about some wideouts we like this week that are not on that top 10 board. So, Marcus, why don't you get us started? I will start with Brandon LaFell because it looks like Tom Brady has a new favorite non-gronk target, and it's Brandon LaFell. He's a big body on the outside to kind of counteract the small guys you have with Edelman and Amendola, and that's the guy that Brady has had eyes for a lot the past couple of weeks. Now they're going up against a Bears secondary that has been riddled with injuries all season long. They've given up a lot of passing yards through the air. And I expect you'll see a lot more targets heading to Brandon LaFell's direction. I am uh, riding my, well, in name only, uh, relative Torrey Smith. That's right. Torrey <laughs> Smith, uh, who has increased his point production each and every week the last two games. Why? Well, because Justin Forsett has emerged as a legitimate running threat for the Baltimore Ravens. They, of course, run that. Well, all NFL teams run the pro-set offense and pro-style offense. But when that play action is working, guess what happens? Torrey Smith gets downfield in one-on-one coverage, and he catches passes like that. This whole Bengals are too good against the pass. Well, that's been blown out of the water the last two weeks with Carolina and Indianapolis doing damage. I like this rhythm that the Baltimore Ravens are in, which is why I'm starting Torrey Smith again for the second week in a row and expect points. Yeah. About a rank. I was just talking about Nick Foles a moment ago, so of course I'm just going to shift over to who his favorite target, Jeremy Macklin, who I like a lot this week. The matchup against the Cardinals is very good. They've allowed a lot of fantasy points in real-life yardage this season, so they'll be able to move the ball on them throughout the air. And as I said, Foles has been targeting Macklin a ton, and he makes he takes advantage of those. He scores four touchdowns. He scored four touchdowns this season, and they like to take some shots deep, as we see right here as they're going against the Jags right there. They like to do that a lot, which means a lot of big-time fantasy points, so get him in your lineup this week. All right, Akbar, you're our headliner. What do you got? Well, I've got Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson, he's a big body. That's what my coach used to say. He's a big body now. Uh, that's Ted Toner, in case you don't know. But anyway, shout-out to my college coach. But Vincent that's Jackson, I mean, he has got an impressive body size, and I think going up against this Minnesota Vikings secondary, these guys have struggled a little bit. You talk about seven touchdowns now against in the last four weeks given up to wide receivers. He has an opportunity to go big. Mike Glennon, if he can just put the ball in the right place, he'll be fine. Don't worry. This is a good time to play Vincent Jackson. Is that All right, the first well, Ted Toner reference on the show, by the way? It is. I've never, ever, I've never For more on the wide receivers, let's throw it over to a wide receiver and Michael Fabiano. 
Thanks, Money. I'm pleased to be joined now by Redskins electric playmaker, Pierre Garçon. How you doing, my man? Thanks for joining us. Doing, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on. Now, you scored a touchdown in each of your last two games. The last touchdown came from Colt McCoy. You've also played with Kirk Cousins. And earlier this year, Robert Griffin III. As a wide receiver, is it tough to get in a rhythm when you have so many quarterbacks throwing you the football? Um, it is a little different um, getting used to different quarterbacks. But uh, as receivers, we just have to catch the ball no matter who it's coming from. Um, and we definitely take pride in doing that and enjoying it. Now, in your last game against the Dallas Cowboys, who you play this week on Monday Night Football, 11 catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. You've also scored three touchdowns against them in your career. Now, when you play a team that you've had so much success against, do you remember that success? Oh, yeah, you definitely remember playing against them. You definitely remember the success you had against them. Remember, you know, throughout the years, um, what we've done against them, and uh, we definitely take it into as momentum going into the next game that you do play against them. And talk about how the transition has been from Mike Shanahan's offense to Jay Gruden's offense. Um, we still run the West Coast offense. Um, Jay brought over a little bit of his um, plays that were from in Cincinnati, but we still have some of the plays from last year from our offense. Um, it's very similar, but um, we still have a, a few new wrinkles. Now, you want to talk about a few of those wrinkles with us? <laughs> I can't give you guys too much information. <laughs> All right, well. Now you're playing alongside Deshaun Jackson. Obviously, he's a guy who takes the top off of defense. What's it been like playing with him in the vertical pass attack? Oh, it's great. You know, like you said, Deshaun takes the top off of defense. Um, that opens up the underneath stuff and opens up the defense to pay attention to him and myself. So, you know, the quarterback just has to reason out whoever's open on that play that um, they can go to. But when the defense has to worry about him and myself, it's a, it's a good thing for us. Does he draw coverages away from you or vice versa? Um, a little bit of both. You never know who his defense is going to take, uh, take away out of the play, but um, that's a good thing. The quarterback just has to read, read that out, and the coach has to prepare for it. But um, it's definitely a good thing that you know, we both take away coverage from each other. Now, Robert Griffin III, it looks like he's coming closer to getting back on that football field. You've seen him mm -hmm. practice. How does he look, and when do you expect him to be back out there? I'm not sure when to expect him back out there, but he is practice, practicing. He's um, running around. He's itching to get back out there. He's running full speed. He's, you know, he's throwing the ball. Um, he's doing what he does. Um, but um, he's looking forward to getting back out there. But that's up to the coach to, for, for him to get back out there. But he has looked like his old self in practice. He has looked like his old self, but, you know, practice in the games are a little bit too different. You know, we go live in the game, but in practice, we, we never hit the quarterback. <laughs> well, I'm sure he appreciates that coming off that mm -hmm. ankle injury. Pierre, thank you so much for joining us on NFL Fantasy Live, and good luck Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Now, don't move a muscle, fantasy fans, because we're about to reveal our list of Week 8 sleepers. Find out who we say is about to break out when NFL Fantasy Live returns. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight ever. Subscribe today and you'll get instant game highlights on all your devices. Download the NFL Now app today. Learn more at NFL.com slash now. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money-Smith here well, with a lot of dudes. Uh, <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Let's dish out uh, our top sleepers. We like to do it at the end of every show. It's the last nugget we give the people to take into their fantasy weekend. Fab, start us off with a super Super sleeper. All right, let's talk about Tra Traveris Cadet. What do you always say, Dave? Uh, hear me now, believe me later, that kind of thing, right? It's one of he is going to things. put up at least 10 fantasy points in PPR leagues this week. Why do I know that? Because he's done that in each of his last three games. Very quietly been a PPR asset. 
and Pierre Thomas is out. This is a good matchup against the Green Bay Packers. So this guy who is available in about 95% of NFL.com leagues right now should be picked up and played again if you're in a PPR league. I've got a pretty good feeling that on the carpet in New Orleans, we're going to find a lot of super sleepers between the Packers and the Saints. So, Marcus, uh, are you going Packers-Saints on the carpet? I am going Packers-Saints on the carpet. I'm going Devontae Adams. I know, Money, you saw him last week with the Packers. And this is a guy who... When he was drafted, I thought was a great fit for what Green Bay does in that offense. And he has surpassed Jarrett Boykin as that third receiver in the Green Bay passing attack. He's got great speed, great hands, certainly gets open. And I think in a week when the Saints are really going to try to slow down Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams is a guy who's going to find himself open. He's going to get a lot of opportunities from Aaron Rodgers. Well, you said it right there. He has emerged as the number three receiver, and they regularly go in that 11 personnel. You'll see those receivers out there, especially in the red zone, and that's all it takes when we're talking super sleepers is maybe one reception, one touchdown. All you need. Jackpot. All right, how about it, uh, Rank? What are we doing? I'm going to go with Jonas Gray. He is past Brandon Bolden there in the uh, depth chart there for the New England Patriots. He has become the number two guy. But like we talked about a little bit earlier in the show, this pass-heavy offense should rely on Shane Vereen, but again, Bellatrix is always lurking in the background. It's always dormant there at some point, ready to spring at a moment's notice. So I'm going to pick him up. I picked him up on pretty much the majority of all of my leagues where I had a little bit of a hole. If you had somebody like Steven Ridley, if you had one of the running backs who has not been performing, I've added him. This might not be the week to do it, but he is somebody to keep an eye on going forward. The coaching staff really likes him, so... Somebody keep an eye on Akbar, you are uh, going with the Mountaineer that has not done a lot for the fantasy folk recently, huh? Wimmy hasn't done a lot. He hasn't done jack. He hasn't done anything for anybody. But he's a deep, deep sleeper, and here's why. I'm starting to notice a trend against the 49ers last couple weeks. The 49ers, the San Francisco, excuse me, the Seattle Seahawks, where they're trying to get the ball running again, and they're using multiple backs. But they're also using Tavon Austin, and I've got a sneaky suspicion against the Kansas City Chiefs who struggles against the run. I believe that he's going to get off a little bit. All right, a sneaky suspicion for a sleeper start. How about it, Sheck? What do you got? <laughs> All right, well, whether or not you heard me then, you do certainly believe me now. I told you that the Browns would lose last week to the Jags. This week I'm rolling with Blake Bortles, but also this guy, Isaiah Crowell. I think Terrence West a little bit in the doghouse after some shoddy play against Jacksonville. I think that means even more good stuff for Crowell, who obviously has found the end zone quite a bit already this season. Look for him to continue to do that against the Raiders. Well, I'll cap it off with one more from the Superdome in the Big Easy. Kenny Stills, same sort of idea as Devontae Adams. His targets have gone up, and all it takes is one pass. Stills, one of the guys that likes to run that nine route down the sideline, as you see right here with Breeze, just going deep over the middle of the field. One pass to the end zone is all it takes. And I'm just, I feel like a 35-28 kind of shootout is what we're going to see down there in New Orleans. So, Kenny Stills makes sense if you need to fill a hole. No Shaq, Brandon it was great Cuts. To- For old time's sake, I had to get one in there. <laughs> Always good to have you back, Shaq. See, that's the way you end it. And that is going to do it for us here. We'll see you Sunday morning at 1130 Eastern on NFL Now and the NFL Red Zone channel with all the latest injury news and fantasy notes leading up to kick. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.